Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, well. You're listening to Dad Crossing, a podcast about animals and parenting. Today, we chat about Hobby Day and the fun leading up to it. Nintendo's numbers and strange, oh so very strange, nighttime habits of our little ones. Your regulars are here, the pole fishing dancer, Nick Metzger, and my favorite co-host, Pro Papa, Sean Abbott. And joining us, very special guest, Discord Wizard, the man that keeps those other Nintendo dads in line, so-called something or other, Nintendo Dad, Tim Off. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? It's uh, an honor to be on this on this awesome show. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. I just want everybody to know, all of our listeners, I don't call our guests so-called something or other on a regular basis. That is uh, Tim's <laughs> passport title. So uh, just so you know, I'm not, I'm not just like ripping on Tim, calling him so-called something. <laughs> what I also liked is that the actual, the, like all the um, punctuation in there that what didn't exist from my tile to asking Tim how it was, you almost ran out of breath. That was well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was getting close. You're right. I was starting to, I was starting to go high. You're right. It was there. <laughs> What's up, Sean? How are you doing? I'm um, good. Cheers. How are you guys? And Sean, I have here. a question for you. So in America, there was this big game, the Super Bowl. We're all like everybody's, you know, I looked on Discord. The only channel that had anything going on in it was the Sports Balls channel. Um, And I wondered, does anybody in the UK care that there was a Super Bowl in America? Um, Yes. One of my friends does. Um, (laughs) One guy cares in the UK. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. He watches it religiously every year. I can't remember which team it is now that he follows, but he was really excited about it. So he was, there was a lot of um, status updating about exciting bits and pieces, but that's probably about it. I mean, there's a couple of people over here that get excited for it. Um, sure. They do have the out. NFL visit over there every now and then, you know, mm-hmm. before COVID yeah. obviously, but so, yes. But yeah, yeah they were doing, I, was it one or two games a year? Cause I know the lions went over there one year. Yep. And, and played in London. So, yeah. It's usually a couple games. The only bit of sporting news that I got excited about was the fact that Lewis Hamilton's finally decided to sign a contract with Mercedes for Formula One this week. So that's that's my most <laughs> part. That's the only bit of sporting news I'm excited about. So, unfortunately, I don't follow football, uh, soccer, rugby, anything with a ball, basically, I don't get excited for so it's gotta have wheels right that's fair that, tim if, can get down goes, with that if it that's goes right. fast and you can kill yourself in it i'm probably excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes i love my cars i don't fall so I, I call myself a casual fan when it comes to a lot of sports stuff so uh i don't know the details i don't follow a lot of the details i just have fun watching it so i'll watch i'll watch f1 cart nascar whatever you know i'll watch a lot of the racing stuff along with the football baseball basketball hockey you know i'm just a casual fan i enjoy you know watching the competition every now and then especially during playoffs and you know especially if i can 
do it socially, you know, with a group of people or even with my family, like this weekend watching the Super Bowl. So I, I, um, I got really excited because Dan, Dan like, like dropped the kind of hint that he lives within half an hour of the tack, the, uh, track in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> so if I come to Texas to watch the Formula One, I can crash it. Yes, maybe possibly. There you please. go. <laughs> yeah, You'd be down for it. So. You know, we would be. Yeah, we have, we have it here in Detroit guy. too. We have the Detroit Grand Prix every, every year. That usually so has that usually has uh, one of those levels of race cars here. I think it's F one. Um, I can't. It's well, it's not on the calendar for this year, and it wasn't last year. So yeah, be... because of COVID, probably. But yeah. yeah, yeah, I always get confused, like which races NASCAR and F one, and I, I, I don't follow it all that much. So I was about to be like, you know, there's always the Indy too, which is only an hour away from me. But then I was like, no, that's that's NASCAR. I'm fairly certain. So, and there's Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah I'm good. <laughs> well, I'm not good at Mario Kart, but I do love myself in Mario Kart. <laughs> so. All right, Sean, what have you been playing? Um, it's like Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, it's like Borderlands it? with Dan. That's where we're at now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've yeah, I've been hitting Call of Duty quite hard. I've been trying to make a lot of content for the TikTok channel and try and gain some traction with Twitch. So I've been putting a lot of time into that. I finished the battle pass yesterday. So I got to level 100 on the battle pass with 16 days left to go. So that was, nice. that's yeah, a lot of playing, three days worth of playing continuously. Um, but yeah, so they, wait, I've been wait. playing a lot of that. Can I see, because you know, you're, you're always so good to harass me about my Animal Crossing number. <laughs> Um, can I see if I look on your Xbox profile? Can I see the amount of total time you put into Warzone? Um, I, don't lie to me. I'll look to. it up myself too. You might be able to. I could. I might be. You're like I don't know. Maybe I don't know. There's no. Reason. I'm looking <laughs> at that now. <laughs> well, you guys, friend of me on Xbox, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yes. I'm just quickly looking. All right. Well, while you look that up, Tim, what have you been playing? I've been playing uh, Animal Crossing, of course, because I got back, especially back in the hustle, the turnip hustle, you know, I so I've been, a lot of Discord members did. Yeah, I've uh, been because I have to replenish some of my money, my bells. I've been spending, spending and spending. And it's like, OK, I got down to one million bells. I need to get that back up. You know, I'm going to stay right. above a million. That's right. Sure. <laughs> so um, I just bought a 2000 turnips this past weekend. So I'm trying to. See if I'm gonna get a, a spike or not. Whoa! Are we uh, are we okay over there, Tim? Are you... uh, I guess uh, the ghost in my basement didn't like that comment. Apparently, so yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I'll fix that in a moment. My light just fell over. That's all. <laughs> That's all. Don't worry. All right, well, Tim's still standing, so it's all good. Yes. So, They're but safe, anyways, but... Animal Crossing. The t- you know just playing in the, with a little bit of that and. Uh, Again, with the, you know, getting ready for the um, Pave Day, you know, yeah. the, the mm-hmm. festival. And again, they're doing it like I had hoped they'd done with the Christmas uh, event or, you know, the holiday event uh, around Christmas, which is you go to the store, you get an item and something new every day. And then you can build up what you're seeing, kind of like with Halloween, you build up, you know, what 
the festival is going to look like around your area. Why didn't they do this with Christmas? Yeah, <laughs> with the lights yeah. and, and all that, but I was I was gonna say your your PTSD of Christmas is 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 waning now, so you can kind of go. You're going back in because man, you were pretty you're pretty hurt for the Christmas thing. I was I was so hurt for that definitely because yeah. uh, I was bummed. I was bummed because I was so after Halloween. I was like, oh, if this is, if Christmas is like this, is gonna be so fun. You know, I'm gonna be able to do Christmas trees and lights and presents. And no, I still don't have any of that stuff. But anyways, <laughs> that's I'll, I'll get over it. Don't worry. Uh, the other game I've been playing is J- Disjunction. Uh, it's a game I got to do a first look at or a let's play for uh, the Nintendo dads. And I've been still playing it because it's, um, it's a, a kind of like a top-down or 2.5 view is what I think you call it. Uh, uh, with the hyper-lift drifter kind of okay. uh, graphics. Um, and, uh, but it's a cyberpunk type story and I've had a lot of fun with that. And of course there's a, um, let's play video of that out on, on the Nintendo dad's channel. Um, and I've been playing, what's that? That's a big thing now. The cyber, like I did cloud punk a couple, yeah. like, like a month or so ago. And then there's the cyberpunk bar story or whatever. And then there's this, I don't know, the cyberpunk thing just like take off. Well, it took cyberpunk 2077 a long time to make, right? So <laughs> everybody true, else yeah. could do their own cyber game too. But this, I enjoy this one. It's a good story. Uh, I can actually jump in, play a um, a piece of the story and then get back out. So it's cool. it's I can play it in chunks. Uh, which I feel is pretty good. So, and then I've been playing also Blue Fire. Uh, recently got out. It was a game that was announced uh, back in uh, March of last year, almost a year ago, in the indie showcase, and it looked pretty sweet. Uh, it's kind of like I think Marty called it a um, a Celeste meets um, um, you know 3D type platformer type game mm-hmm. and. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with it. When he said it was like that, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to play this game because I know how hard Celeste is. But I am actually having a lot of fun with this game. It's I I actually say it's more closer to me to a Zelda 3D and Mario 3D type game uh, because the camera's been driving me nuts just like those games did. Oh, this is the one where you said that. Yeah, yeah I, remember, I remember your post on Discord. I was like, oh, this sounds like me when I played Mario. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yep. <laughs> the only thing about this game is the camera because it constantly, you have to keep readjusting it every single way. If you're going to go look this way or that way, I constantly have to keep moving the camera around. And I haven't found like a button that will recenter you, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah. twist it for you, but... Um, it's a it's a good 3D platformer, I think, and it, it gets it's getting to the dif- difficult parts. Um, and it has the uh, again, Marty had said it had kind of similar feel to um, Immortal Phoenix Rising when she goes into each of those like pits the, the or whatever, the Tortoras or whatever. Yes, those are. yeah, yeah. When you go in there, and then you got to go complete that area it's that same thing they're called voids uh in this game so you go in there and you get through that puzzle and then you get an item or a boost or whatever and then you you go back into the main world and complete that area so it's a pretty fun game i'm having fun with that one as well 
And now, are I, those are those little ones? Are those puzzly, or are those mostly platforming challenges? Like when you go into the whatever the voids are. So far, it's platformy. Okay, right. it's more platforming because I haven't had to move anything, sure, or trigger anything yet. Got I don't it. think I got far enough to to get to that point yet. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Fair uh, and then I recently downloaded a preview of the Magic the Gathering Arena for my Android phone. Okay. Because uh, I loved playing the card game, the physical game, uh, many, many years ago. And I actually played a lot of it, too, with the, recently with some friends from work um, before COVID. We would get together, you know, they got together like every Friday and I, it's like, I, unfortunately, you know, I couldn't do that. So but I got together. Ever. Yeah. So I was like, I, at least once a month or every few months I got together with them and met up and got, got my magic gathering fix. Um, but I haven't been able to do that, but, and they do have the magic, the gathering arena on the PC that you can go on and, you know, through the browser, but now they recently just have, uh, did the uh, Android version of it. I don't know if it's on iOS or not, but hmm. you can download the app on there. And that I recently downloaded that and get ready to check that out. So I'm excited about that. Hopefully get my Magic the Gathering fix again. Sure. <laughs> now, do you have to buy digital packs? How does that, of the cards? Because I mean, I don't play a ton. I, I know a little about it, but not a ton. Is that how you get your packs of cards? Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, because it's free to get download the arena and then you just buy, and I think you probably get a free free like card to start with yeah and then uh then you buy the booster packs just like you would in the real ones and it, i think they're starting to do the pokemon way where you can actually get a pack a physical pack and there's a <gasps> code cool. in it okay cool i think but i haven't it's been so long since i bought physical cards it's, yeah i did come across some recently that i, I probably i haven't even opened them yet but i have some mm-hmm. that i could probably check that out but um I, I, again, I'm excited to be able to check that out and uh, be able to play. And, and because it's online, you can play against people. And uh, hopefully, once I learn more about the phone thing, be able to play against people that, you know, have it as well. Yeah, that would be awesome. That's cool. All right, Mr. Sean. I'm sorry, do you have anything else, Tim? That was it. All right, Sean, did you find out your hours? 81 hours. Oh, jeez. I can't even make fun of that. No, uh, that's great. <laughs> dang it. I was open for way more than that. Well, once you get a no, thousand more, you'll catch up to me. Don't worry about it. Yeah, slowly but surely. Um, I have been playing a little bit more Animal Crossing. Um, I've been playing with the custom designs bit. So I've kind of cool. made a like um, an area that makes it look like a pool. I've got a bit of a decking area that I've made. So I'm slowly trying to finally customize my island rather than just playing in planting trees and chucking stuff down it's kind of like now getting down to the the finer details nice that's awesome good deal yeah, i've been trying i've been trying to update my house so i can get above that hundred and fifty thousand points and it's so <laughs> I'm at hun- hard hundred and forty thousand i think that oh you're a lot closer time. than i am i'm 130 something yeah, but i've been at hundred and forty thousand for about 12 months <laughs> so, like no, jesus i can't get it yeah <laughs> the mermaid stuff did it for me. I have. Oh, okay. the, I told my my wife is. I mean, our daughter is named Ariel after the Little Mermaid because my wife loves mermaids. So the moment it happened, I was like, "Don't worry, I will make a room." Even though she doesn't play Animal Crossing, I was like, "I'll make a room just for you in my house." That's all the mermaid stuff. And so 
I like I spent every day going to Pascal and getting whatever it was until I had the whole set and I put it all in there. And uh, yeah, and that did it. Once I had it all in there, it, it bumped me over 150. Barely. I was like at 151. So, nice. I have to say, uh, Ursula is one of my favorite bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what is this little the- nightmares? I see this on the top. Yeah, I, it, I've not played it yet. I, it's on the Switch, I believe, as well. I oh, really? Little, yeah, Little Nightmares 2. There's a free demo for that at the moment on the eShop. I just checked it out this morning. Um, I think it's it's a platformer. I think it's like a 3D side-scrolling style platformer. I've not really played it yet. It was just it was one of them that I knew mm-hmm. when it was out. Um, quite a lot of people said it like enjoyed it so when i saw it was free to download on games with gold with the xbox i thought i'd just grab it and when i get around to playing it i get around to playing it so and every time i load my xbox off i kind of sit there and i look and think oh it's still there i'll play it and then i end up dropping out of an airplane and shooting people so uh-huh. i was yeah yeah the war zone just calls you so so sean i need your help as a guy who has an xbox for the first time and since since the 360 uh games with gold. So if I download one of those, is it mine? Yes. Like like it's not like Game Pass where it goes away. Is that correct? No. That is once you've once you've claimed it, which is why you should go on when they refresh them all the time. Once you've claimed that free game, that is then yours for a lifetime. Okay. So I can what if I claim it and delete it off of my Nope, still reinstall it. You can reinstall it just like any yeah. other digital down Okay. That's it's kind of like Xbox. It's Xbox's nod for paying for your Game Pass, not the Game Pass, for your subscription, basically. So, which is why it, may, it doesn't make it that bad, and why? Well, look, I think there there were there was rumor about a price hike for it for the year. Um, I'm not bothered about the price hike because it just means that they might bring bigger games to the games of gold. So, sure, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, I got in uh, on the Discord on that $25 for three months or 30, whatever it was. It was a crazy deal. I bought three. I was like, I just got my Xbox and I was like, this seems like an awesome deal. So I bought three cards and got nine months out of the whole deal for like $90, basically $10 a month. So it's great. Uh, anything else, Mr. Sean? Um, no, not really. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, I have good. I mean, I have good news. Uh, I I have been dipping into the Xbox finally. Uh, I got it. I got it on launch day. I uh, hadn't really played a ton of it, but I've really been uh, dipping into Game Pass. First, uh, let me say, I said I was going to play Fable Three, and guess what? I did. I did. I beat it ten years ago. For some reason, I really never thought I played Fable Three, and it was the it was right after our podcast. I'm like, you know what? I had it downloaded. I was like, I'm gonna start this thing right now. I'm, I don't know why it was like 1:30 in the morning, but I was like, and so I started up, and there's this like scene with a chicken, and it is it it's just it's a really well done um, like opening scene to the game, and I was like, I totally remember this. I was like. Maybe it was just the trailer. So I was like, all right. So I start playing. I was like, no, I'm going to find a girl here. We're going to go with my brother's not a nice guy. I was like, yeah, no, I've played this game. And so I was like, I don't really feel like playing it again. So I really didn't think I thought I played one and two and not three. But apparently I played three, too. So there you go. Um, I downloaded Outer Wilds and started to play that because that game always interested me. I'd hear I'd hear Game Scoop 
people on Gamescoop talk about it and these launch codes and all this stuff. So I downloaded that. Don't know that it's a game for me. It is a lot of fun. It's just so the whole premise is you it's first person and it 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 has a very it's open feel where you 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 got to find your launch codes and then you go into your 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 spaceship and you take off and you you launch yourself into space and then you can go it's this whole solar system you can choose a planet and just kind of head there but you have to like maneuver your ship into it break into the atmosphere land on the land on that planet and there's there's a lot to learn on how to maneuver your spaceship because it's got really kind of like realistic i don't i don't know like i've never been in space but whatever it seems like realistic space physics to me and um uh and so it takes a while to learn but when you do it's really satisfying like when you break out of the atmosphere you fly to another planet you break into the atmosphere and you land successfully and and your ship is still intact and with no damage you're like yeah that rocks and it feels really good um but it's you're in space so it's a really dark game so i don't want this to sound like i'm it's a diss on it it's just my preference when when games start to play with light and dark uh and i have to like really use a flashlight all the time or i'm always in the dark i just i don't really like that's not my thing and so i was all i was always kind of squinting trying to be like can i see that i have a flashlight i can only i have this huge television but i can only see this small little like light circle in the middle of it and i don't know it just kind of frustrated me so i don't think i will go back to it for that reason that's not to say it's a bad game it looks like it's a lot of fun uh if you're okay with that kind of thing and it's very open like you oh you can go to any one of these planets you want to and kind of just start learning about them. And as you break into the planet, you get new objectives and do new things. And I, I don't know, it's, it's been out for a while, but I, I was having a lot of fun. All right, guys, now here's the next part and I need your help. So John says to me, I should play Hellblade, but I have Outer Worlds too, which I'm also interested in. Game Pass, man, I tell you, analysis paralysis, that's the problem with Game Pass, let me tell you. Um, Hellblade does look very cool, but let me set the scenario for you. Sean knows this. I don't want my son yet to really know that I have an Xbox because, you know, he's going to be all about it. He's going to think it's the coolest thing. He's going to want to always play that and just the whole graphics thing. And uh, so I've hidden it here in the basement. And so if I play it, I'm down here in the basement. And the only time I really have to play it is when everybody goes to bed. And I I don't know if I can play Hellblade. Um... At night, after everybody's asleep, in the basement, um, it just uh, it just seems a little a little too intense for me to play at night. So, uh, Outer Worlds or Hellblade? What do you guys think? What should what should I do next? Um, I've not played either. But Have you out played of the two? I know you played the... Outer Worlds, Tim. Have you I've played, played Hellblade at all? Um. I know I haven't played Hellblade, but I know what Hellblade is. And I don't think it's as scary as you think it is. Okay. Okay, that's cool. Uh because I mean I could see I could see why it could be because it's playing with the it's you know, a mental uh type game, you know? Mm-hmm. It's basically playing on on if if I'm if I remember correctly, it's a story about um Uh, I'm trying to think of it, uh, the mental side of things. Yeah, yeah. So let me read the description here. 
Um, so the description is from the makers of Heavenly Sword, Enslaved Odyssey to the West, and DMC, Devil May Cry, comes a warrior's brutal journey into myth and madness set in the Viking Age. A broken Celtic warrior embarks on a haunting vision quest into Viking hell to fight for the soul of her dead lover, created in collaboration with neuroscientists and people who experience psychosis. Hellblade's Senua's sacrifice will pull you deep into Senua's mind. So, uh, yeah, it sounds freaky, but I will say out of the two, that story sounds a lot more fun to me than Outer Worlds. So, <clears throat> yeah, Outer Worlds is going to be fun, funny, mm-hmm. humorous, uh, and interesting. And there will be some things that will probably make you jump <laughs> in that mm-hmm. game, you know, when if you're playing downstairs and alone or whatever, because you'll be fully immersed. Especially, you know, got these on yeah. and you're playing and it's in the dark. Maybe, maybe not. You might have the lights oh, on. No. There's always a light on. No, <laughs> if I'm playing a game like that, there's going to be a light on. Somewhere. Let me... So, yeah. Gra- graphically, Hellblade looks amazing to play. Right. Uh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? And the story does sound a lot more in depth. Um, but I know Outer Worlds is a bit of a kind of a jumpy around sci fi style third-person shooter, isn't it? I don't know. I've not played yes. it. I've just kind of looked at it, so. <laughs> yes. It is, um, uh, it's a fun game. Know. It's a fun game, and if you follow each of the stories, because there's, like, different stories in each of the areas, you worlds you go to or whatever. Um, but it's it's fun. And But I would probably pick out of the two. I don't know if it's because I haven't played it yet, but I'd probably pick Hellblade over the two. All right, I'm going to go with John's Hellblade. And if I have nightmares, <laughs> I'm coming over to Tim's house because he's the closest. <laughs> All right, guys. That's enough of what we've been playing. How about we chat about those animals in our lives? So... This time in Isabel's morning announcements, we actually get to talk about an update, something fun. We've got some news. Um, so Pave Day coming February 15th. Um, the video was pretty quick mm-hmm. in what it was explaining. So there was a lot of information to kind of digest very quickly. Um, like, is this good? The Pave Day is only on the one day on the 15th of February, if I got that right from the video. The way it seems to up, there's, there's a lead up to it. So like at the moment, there's all the different items that we can get daily from the, from, I can't from remember it, from, yeah. From uh, Mr. Tom. That's the one, yeah. But the app as well that's in the Nook phone, you can use that guy. Are you asking me? Sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my bad. I was like, uh, um, well, so no. So Pave Day is only the item. The only item you can get for Pave Day is in Nooks itself. The little like special spot under the left when you walk in. Ah. Um, the items in the phone at the moment deal with, if I'm correct, if I can um, think it, deal with Valentine's Day, which is like heart bouquets and a heart thing of chocolate. And uh, uh, the big, the big game. I'm giving air quotes for all of you who can't see, which is everybody, um, uh, because they can't, I guess, use the word Super Bowl because it's trademarked and all that fun stuff. So they did uh, a Super Bowl, what is basically a Super Bowl rug, 
and then they did megaphones for to kind of celebrate the Super Bowl as well. So, right, those are I the, need stat log. I need. I've not been going into the Nox Cranny because I didn't realize that we were getting the special items just yet. So that's me. Oh yeah, that is where the special items are for Pave. Uh, so, so it oh, enables. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The reaction that you can also, which is very strange that they, the first time you've ever bought reactions with Bell and not with like Miles or something like that. I'll just cut them. Yeah. You can dance now. Yeah. It's very weird dancing. You can see it on Twitter. <laughs> I put I put like a 10 second video of me dancing by a snowman because, well, it's Twitter. So why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> you can put a lot on Twitter. I've That's learned true. That's the, the best thing weeks. you'll find on Twitter, probably. <laughs> or the most family friendly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so when do we think we're gonna? Because the we're gonna get the feathers rather than the snowflakes soon to catch. So that's gonna be something new to run around and swipe at. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I've I've got sick and tired of the snow. I think I, the general consensus across most social media that I'm seeing is everybody's sick of the snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it's it's about the right time, right? I was just for the last. <laughs> 45 minutes before this podcast i was shoveling my driveway and my neighbors and i was sick of the snow so you know it's real time baby like it's you're you're sick of the snow in real so life only, and in animal cross we're only just getting it so it's like been snowing on and off in the uk now for about a week and um, we're getting some form of storm with some kind of name i don't know but it's brought a bit of snow so when i say a bit it's literally like a dusting there's not enough even to make a snowball so. i've made so many snowmen so this year like <laughs> I mean, me and the kids have been out thanks to the quarantine we've made like four snowmen this year so it's crazy pretty soon you'll get a card for that with nook miles <laughs> yeah that would be awesome <laughs> that would be great see that's why animal crossing is more fun than real life because i get nook miles and they're like way to go snow maestro you know Nobody does you, that in there. Was, was the disappointment that they weren't perfect? <laughs> <'Cause>, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were not perfect. Our one, our big one fell over. We were trying to be cool and make a forced fall snow and it just like totally collapsed. I'm not the engineer in this podcast. Let me say that. Uh, when it comes to snow, I'm useless. So <laughs> we don't get enough snow to practice. So it's one of those. Yeah. Um, so we've got the feathers. I'm not quite sure it's for the new furniture. Is that just the items that are in Nook's Cranny at the moment? So. Well, so the feathers have to go to like a DIY recipe, right? Like yeah. I'm guessing this is going to be like Halloween where you can buy these furniture in store at the moment, but then like day of, you're going to get DIY recipes to buy, to craft them with the feathers. This is totally a guess. I've not time traveled. I don't really know anything. Y'all know I don't do it. So, uh, what do you know, Tim? My wife told me that the feathers are going to be used for customizing what you get from Nook's Cranny. So you can change the colors of what you get. Because right now, what color are you buying? Is it blue? I think it's purple. Or blue blue and purple or whatever. Yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, to be fair. It's it's one color that you're getting through each of the items. They all match, right? So. And the feathers when it, on that day when you start catching feathers will give you is basically going to allow you to customize what you get, hmm. so be, or customize the items that you bought, so you can make different colors or make the color you wanted or whatever. Wow! That's so what, that's, that's the what case. she told me. That makes sense. That is oh, so. First off, that is true. 
um, that you can customize with feathers. Cause I did try to customize a, like the confetti machine or something or the lamp, I think it was. Um, and I couldn't because it needed feathers. So she's definitely right that, that, gotcha. that that's a thing. Um, but I assumed also that you would be able to craft. That's a, that's kind of a bummer. Cause I wanted to like have a lot of confetti machines instead of just one. So that's kind of a bummer if that's the case. Um, well, you but, can change the color of them. So buy a, as many different variations of the colors. You cannot, know. they are not buyable from the shopping unit. You, I just you buy tried to one, do that you get today. one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So you could, you, if you buy them at, if you don't buy them at Nooks, then you don't buy them. That's why, unless, Sean, you got something repeats. Stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but I haven't seen one item repeat. I have nope, missed a day yet. or two, but. I have not seen an item. I have yet. not missed a day or two. I have not gotten it. I just got a balloon lamp, which is like the coolest looking thing. So that was, that was my, Oh day. yeah, that's right. I forgot about those. And uh, I really liked it. So, so if that's the case, that makes more sense because that means I was afraid that I was going to have to be catching feathers and trying to figure stuff out on a Monday, which, you know, I, I think it's president's day for some people. So in here in America, so, you know, they'll have it off, but, uh, I don't technically have it off. So I don't um, either. Yeah. So it was like, man, I'm going to have to try to figure out how to work and do this, which I can do. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, but some people can't. So I was like, well, that's a real, that's a real bummer. Um, so if it's not as dependent as getting furniture, that makes more sense. I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, so the clothing, that's just Ables. Um, yep. Yeah. More, more like festivals. The, yeah. there, there's some festival clothing in there, depending on where you're at. But it seems like mine's all the same every day. Uh, yeah. So there's the, different. there's the full outfit. There's a headpiece. And then there's some creepy looking masks. That's what I've yeah. seen so far. There's some, was it ogre? Style masks. Yeah. 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 Um. I'm just trying, Pedro. The only bit of the video that I was really that excited for was the last frame of the video. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sean's like, can we just get to the most important part? Yeah, <laughs> skip to the end. That's a good podcast, by the way. Um, but yeah, the, um, so I'm sure everybody now that has, well, has seen the video will have done the update. You get the maracas. Which I enjoy. I like the maracas. Yeah. I carry them around most of the time. The They're pretty just cool. Stand, stand behind people and do that kind of. You don't get a reaction from the other villagers, which is what I think is really funny. You're just basically invisible, <laughs> shaking your maracas. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm, and you I, do, Sean, get a drum as well if you uh, if you from Nooks from Nooks County. So I mean, for for the for the musically talented people. Uh, I'm not one of them. Um, you know, you really, you're, they're filling out the band. I mean, you know, back in COVID, back in quarantine, not, well, we're still in COVID, but back in the beginning of quarantine time, they, ha they had that one uh, band that was doing Animal Crossing um, concerts. Uh, man, I mean, yeah. they, have, they have a good bit of musical instruments to choose from now at this point. So, although I don't know if they're still doing it or not. But. Ah, look at that. Sorry. Um, for the people that can't see it, I have skipped forward a couple of hours so I can look in the nooks cranny and see because I yeah no idea so yeah I've now got my first piece of festival equipment which is blue by the way so there you go yeah. well thanks a lot I thought I'd gotten rid of all the time pirates in this uh, podcast but <laughs> here we are 
Yep. I don't go that far forward. Just That's a couple weird. of hours to open the shops. So. Yeah, I, I only I'm a time zone pirate. That's what I do. Okay. <laughs> I love it. That's a great. That's great. <laughs> Does that affect your turnips, Tim? No, because it's just time zone. It's okay. in the same right. day. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know if it did or not. I couldn't remember. All right. So what's um, so what is the next update that you're so excited for, Sean? Well, I can't remember who said it in the predictions, so I'm just going to quickly open another tab, and then I'll get really excited. Oh, you're going to do well. Yeah, you can do your own because you got the prediction of that reactions were coming um, by March. So yes, yeah, so that you score points for Sean. You you got. I really didn't think that was going to come true, but man, did it come uh, true! It came true like the next day, basically. <laughs> but yeah the um the next update is the one that i'm really excited for because it's everything that we were discussing in the previous podcast about what might happen what might we see um is mario is coming and that is going to be i believe the big update in march wasn't announced what date but i'm assuming it's going to be on the anniversary of the game it's going to be on you think so i think it's gonna be on mario day March 10th. I think it's March 10th. Yeah, I think it's going to come out Mario Day. Uh, yeah, this this coming month is a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal because these Mario items are very anticipated. It's also a big deal because everybody wants to know, are we shooting down eggs again? Like, it's finally a cycle through, right? So it's it'll be very interesting. Does, does Nintendo have a second dairy, like a second year plan for different events? Or are we going to cycle through the same events? Like, though, though that's going to be a big question to, to answer. Are they going yeah. to start DLC? I mean, man, it's it's going to get it's going to be interesting for the Animal Crossing community this coming month. So, um, and it's been well, especially with Animal Crossing now being one of the like main, well, not main games, but it's been a big game. When we get down to the numbers later, it's yeah, surprising how. Well, it, well, not surprising because it is a great game and it came at a very good time. It came, at, I mean, yeah. That this the silver lining to the pandemic is that we've actually got a very, very good game to talk about in the podcast. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, and no, it is surprising. Like if 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 Mar- if February of twenty twenty, you would have said, yeah, in a year you're going to be talking about Animal Crossing selling oh, selling over thirty million copies. I would have said, get the frick out of here. That is not, I mean, this was, do you remember the dads talking about Animal Crossing in February about, well, there's not a lot coming out. It's probably not all, it's probably still half-baked. It's C-tier game. I don't think it's going to do much. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And here we are, not even a year later, at 30 million units. So, yeah, no, I mean, it is surprising. I never in a million years thought that you would have this out of it. And for sure, COVID, I don't want to say helped, but COVID is a part of it, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah, it became a very good coping mechanism for people. <laughs> so I know my my cousin who plays it, she used it a lot during the initial stages of lockdown last year to kind of get away from everything. I mean, I mean we used to use it for meeting up and, and we used it. Yeah. The, whole Nintendo Dad episode that was filmed in your oh, yeah. basement. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. It's, um, po- it's still a podcast room. And I yes. never took it down. Um, 
Yeah. So you think they'd have to, right? I mean, I mean, we say this all the time, though, that Nintendo has to do something and then they just totally don't. and They just walk away from something. Right. I mean, <laughs> N- I mean Nintendo don't have to do anything. That's, 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 right. that's yeah. what I like. So, yeah. like. Mario Party. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> you don't know how often my Noah, Noah's like, let's play Mario Party. And I'm like, yeah, I, would, I would pay $50 for a couple more ports. I'm so tired of these ports. Right, right. Like, I don't want to play these ports ever again. <laughs> um, so, but you would think if they do a $10 DLC, and I mean, I know probably not everybody's going to get it, but let's assume that's $300 million. Like yeah, just like like right, right there it is. It's, it's gonna crazy. be a large chunk of change, regardless of yeah, yeah. It, it is ten dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just so much there. So, are we popping balloons for Mario items? You think, Sean? Um, I just wanted I to see be... what happened to Tim if I say that. Yeah. <laughs> just explode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think there's gonna be there's gonna be an aspect of everything, isn't there? We're gonna be popping balloons. Um, Possibly a DIY card to buy in Nook's Cranny. Um, there's, yeah, there's, it could go one of anyway. It could be special items that you have to buy. It could be stuff that pops up in the Nook's Cranny. It could be DIY cards that you get. It could be just something that Nintendo gives you. You're going to get that little present from Nintendo in your mailbox, are you, to celebrate? Mm. Uh, Mario's going to come visit the island on Mario, um, Mario Day. That would be super cool. And I don't normally <laughs> like that kind of crossover stuff. Like, like there's I a, really there's don't. There's a TikTok but, channel. Um, I think I sent it to... Where is it? There's a TikTok channel. I think I shared a video with you, Tim, um, of a guy that has been drawing Super Mario in different oh, styles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, he actually did one in the style of... Um, Animal Crossing. Okay, and it looked pretty cool. So yeah, if Mario did, look at that. did a did appear in Animal Crossing, that's what he could look like. And if you just give me a second, I'll wait for the video to I'll pause it for what it looks like, and I'll show you guys so you can see it. But yeah, um, Kyle Kyle Martin art, and he kind of did <laughs> what Mario would look like in Animal Crossing. So this this here for you guys and people who can't see it, I'll. Take a screenshot. I was going to, yeah, screenshot that and I'll put it on Twitter so people know what we're looking at. Um, nice. That could be what you look like in Animal Crossing on Animal on, for Mario. So, yeah. Yeah, I'll be very interested to see. I mean, Nintendo knows this is what this is what the community wants. These Mar- these Nintendo items. I mean, I I had a Nintendo room in in City mm-hmm. Folk. Like, I mean, I had a room of all the stuff. I put it I put it on Twitter before before Animal before uh, New Horizons launched. That you know, this room that I had of all the of the Fire Stick and everything and the, and the question block and coins and this star. Um, so Nintendo knows that this is what we want. They're doing it as a free update or as free. Yeah, as a free update. So that's, you know, that's appreciative um, because they could have made some money off of that. That's for sure. Um, but it'll be very interesting to see how they they got to know people are starting to fall off of, of Animal Crossing. I mean, you, you can you hear it in the podcasts. You can see it on Twitter. I mean, not that the community isn't still vibrant. It is, but you're you're losing the those who aren't you know diehard Animal Crossing fans. 
And so this is their chance. And I think they're going to they're hopefully use it. And hopefully they do a better job of it than they did with the Christmas items. I, I truly do mean that because um, it it'll be very frustrating and you'll drive people away if they do like they did with Christmas. So hopefully yeah. they realize I, that. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to be time sensitive in that aspect. I don't think they're going to be like, you've got it from this date to this date after that. It's gone. I think that the Mario stuff is just going to become like a big part of it. I don't think it'd be like you say, it'd be silly for them to put a, a constraint on it that means that people have to rush because it will it'll definitely push me away if I have to rush to get it all because mm-hmm. I, I this is something I do want all of it off. Um, it'll definitely push me away from the game further than I kind of already am now where I'm getting to the point where there's like. There's nothing in the game for me to do. And the things that I do want to do are big things, which take up a lot of time. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I said this last podcast. They, Christmas was a dangerous place for even me. It started to feel like work. And I wanted those Christmas items a lot, so I spent a lot of time and I got them. But it started to feel like work, and that's when I walk away from a game. And so, yeah, if they, you know, if I am close to saying, man, this is a guy who's put a thousand plus hours into this game, this feels like work. I don't want to do this. Um, then there are other people that have probably already said, I don't want to do this and, and, and went somewhere else. So, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be rewarding to get, but not so hard to get that it's like, man, you know, this isn't, this isn't supposed to be a part time job for me to get this stuff. I mean, I hope the they. Fun- Sorry. Oh, I was gonna I was just gonna say I hope they spread it out and make it fun. You know, yeah. that's the main thing is uh uh don't just make it all balloons, don't just make it all mm-hmm. this, that, or the other thing. It's just uh spread it out. Have it'd be cool if a Mario type character came in. I don't know if it'd be actual Mario, but you know, have somebody come in that had Mario items that you could purchase or get somehow and um, or do the balloon thing. That's fine. Just as long as it's consistent mm-hmm. uh, or go visit, you know, maybe it comes down to that Island visit, you know, where you actually finally use the dock you guys were talking about, you know, yeah. last, last time. Yeah. So we're, you know, I don't know if that would happen, but you know, what if it is a boat ride to another Island that's similar to, cause it could be a play on what they're doing with the super Mario world in Japan. Right. So you sure. go visit another Island that's like super Mario world. Mm, <laughs> and then yeah. that's how you get your items. That, yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. So, that's, that's the key it's, word, Tim. It's gotta be fun. Yeah. And, and Christmas yeah. wasn't fun. Like it wasn't even for us who got all the items. It wasn't a fun experience. Like I wasn't <laughs> like, Oh yay! I spent 20 hours in two weeks popping a thousand balloons of which you know 15 of them were what i actually wanted that wasn't fun it was it right. was legit yeah it should not have come down to that i i expected what i was expecting from the christmas thing was you shake the trees you got the ornaments and then you take the ornaments to craft your christmas trees your presents and all the you know yeah. holiday type stuff and that wasn't it and then it was like when i found out you had to pop a thousand balloons just to get 15 that could possibly have your festival stuff, you know, holiday festival stuff. That was, that, that was a letdown to me. So I hope, 
the Mario one and any future things um, like the themes, I'll say any themes that come out from there. Even if Mario wasn't free and it was going to be paid, I would have paid for it. You know, if it was like three bucks or whatever to get Mario themed items in your mailbox the next day or whatever, I would have done it. Uh, And I would probably do the same. I would say the same for the other themes. Um, But if as long as it's fun, that's I think that's what they could possibly do to change things up for the next year is the, you know, themes throughout the next 12 months. I think could be cool. Yeah. On the aspect of like getting Mario as a villager, if I could have Yoshi walking around on my island. So cool. Yes. Yeah. He is my cool. Out of all the Mario characters, Yoshi's my my favorite. So if I could have him, that'd be amazing. That'd be cool. It would fit too, right? I mean, he is he's he's a dinosaur, he's an animal. I mean, so like it would he does have his own island. Yeah, yeah, it would it would fit. (laughs) I mean, so yeah, that would be that would be very cool. All right, Sean, are you ready yeah, to play the, some Nook's prices? Right? Uh, yeah. I just the one thing I want to say is that oh, sure, yeah, go ahead. When I when I say I'm, I've stepped away from the game, it doesn't mean that I are playing it and I are interested in it. It's just that the amount of effort that I need to now put in to finish what I was doing with the island is quite large, and the design I have in my head revolves around grass, not snow. So yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for the, once the snow goes away, all the designs that I've made are designed to, to work with grass, not snow. So like the forest wall that I've made doesn't look right. I tried to lay it down in the snow and it just doesn't look right. So I'm not going to go to the effort of putting it down strategically how I have it planned for it to not look right. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Don't blame me at all. Well, we look forward to seeing your design when uh, when the snow goes away, which it will. Eventually. All right. Who <laughs> wants to go first on Nook's Prices Right? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, actually, no. Actually, what we should do, we should set a precedent. We have a guest. So I mean, if we're playing this, we should always let the guest go first. I agree. Tim, do you, you know how it goes, right? You've heard it. You've heard yes. our Nook's prices, right? Uh, yes, you got basically two items that add up together, and you guys got to figure out what that total cost is. Yep. Right? Whoever gets closest wins. So whoever gets closest, whether you go over or not, right? Yeah, so. yeah. This isn't prices right rules. We're like, <laughs> showcase rules here. All right. So I tell you guys two items, right? So. Yep. First item is the arcade cabinet game. Hopefully these items you haven't done yet, but arcade cabinet game. Oh, excuse me, arcade combat game. Oh, combat, okay. It's been a while since I bought that. The second one is the pinball machine. I just looked at a pinball machine. Like I just, but I didn't buy it because I had it. Ah, darn it. <laughs> How much are they? Um, okay, I have my 90, number. Yeah, I'm gonna say ninety thousand bells. Okay. I'm gonna say seventy-five thousand. All right. So, the person who came the closest would be Nick. With his 75,000 bell guess, 
total amount is sixty six thousand seven hundred bells uh, for arcade cabinet is sixty four thousand. Ah, oh, sixty-four thousand for the combat game, and two thousand seven hundred bells for the pinball machine. Oh, that was a lot less than I thought it was. I was yeah. thinking that it was like fifteen thousand for the pinball machine. Yeah, actually, I was too. I was thinking it was sixty. That's how I got to seventy-five. I was thinking it was sixty and fifteen. And so I was like, uh, I was sixty-five and fifteen was mine. So ah, all right. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll go next. Um. Okay, so I, I, I approved this before I did it. I broke the rules a little bit since, it's the, soup, since the Super Bowl just happened here in America. Um, I did the football, which you get from Nooks. And normally we all do Nook items, but this was the football helmet from Abel's. So what you pay in Abel's for the football helmet and what you pay at Nooks for the football. What do we think? Like guys? The football's a curved ball because I, I remember how much they are. It is a curved ball. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shush you. <laughs> I'm going to say 10,000 bells. Okay. I'm going to go lower than that. I'm going to go 7,500. 7, All right. I think this is the lowest one we've ever had that, that was chosen. It is only 1,840 bells. <laughs> Wow. The football is a whopping 400 bells, and the football helmet is 1440. So, wow. Uh, way off. <laughs> yeah, those were, that was a low, low priced one. Okay. Mine, I've gone for, I like to theme mine. So, last time it was kitchen appliances and stuff like that. So, this time it's, we're, we're looking at like, um, like musical instruments are music-based stuff. Oh, okay. So two I've got is a phonograph, which is the old-school-looking mm-hmm. disc player with the, the horn at the top, and the cello. All right, I think I have mine. I am going to go... Oh, man, that cello. Uh, cello's got me worried, but I'm going to go 105,000. I'm going to say 205,000. That's going to go to Tim. Ah! As a a combination, it is 183,000 bells. All right. How much is the cello? 130,000 for the cello. Oh, I put I wrote down 140,000 for cello. <laughs> and the uh, the phonograph is 53,000 bells. Yeah, I was way, I was way off in both those. I thought the cello was 80 and the phonograph was 25. So 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 Sean, this is the second time we've played this game with three people and this is the <laughs> second time that everybody has won once. <laughs> it's it's vain, isn't it? that's that's the game, isn't it? Don't play them don't don't blame the players. Play the game. That's right. Yep. <laughs> Amen. That was fun. All right, guys. Well, we hope you had some fun uh, playing along with some prices right with us. So uh, let's head over to the dad corner.
All right, guys, we are in the dad corner now, and we are going to be talking about sleepwalking kids and, well, all kinds of crazy sleep antics that our kiddos go through. Um, I, we got here because I uh, recently had an experience with my daughter. Um, so our, our routine is we read a book as a family together, the four of us, and then we break out. My wife takes one of the kids and I take the other and we kind of will we'll tuck them in and do everything. And I got uh, my daughter, Ariel. We tucked her in and she was all like falling asleep. And so it was like, sweet. And it, it is not abnormal that when one of us comes out, the other one will have like fallen asleep with, with, with our kid because we're all, we're all dead tired. So I came out of the room with Ariel and my wife did not with Noah, which means that she had fallen asleep. So I was like, all right, whatever. So I'm on the couch playing the switch and I hear this thump on the ground or in Ariel's room. And I was like, oh, I think maybe she fell out of bed. And I, so, and I get out of the couch and hear like, here comes my daughter walking down the hall with like this total blank stare. Like, and I'm, and so it's, it's all good. Like I, like we have dealt with sleepwalking children before, no big deal. And I'm like, Oh, Ariel, did you fall out of bed? What's going on? And she's just like, she just like looks up at me and stares at me. And I'm like, all right, why don't we go back to bed? So I like, she gives me her hand and I start walking her back to the room and then she kind of tugs. And so, as a quick aside, we read about it afterwards and I apparently had done everything wrong. So, you know, you can learn from my mistakes. That's what this is all about. And so I picked her up at which point she started to, to, to like cry a little bit. And I was like, it's okay. And then I got her in the bed. I laid her in bed. And then I don't know why she looked at me for the first time, really, because she'd been blank stared the entire time. She like snapped her head in the creepiest way ever looked at me and screamed the bloodiest scream i have ever heard a per- and she just kept doing it and i was like i had no idea what to do and i'm like ariel wake up wake up which you're apparently not supposed to do too fyi so there you go so i broke them all I, there's a rule when it comes to this i broke it and so i was a little disconcerted because my wife is right across the hall and has not woken up yet even though it sounds like I am like chopping our daughter's arm. Off. And so finally I started screaming for my wife because she's a school counselor. And I'm like, maybe she can figure this out because I am way past my depths at this point. And so she comes running and kind of, she did do a much better job with the situation and getting her to calm down and everything that I did. But like, that was legit. The creep. When that got over, I just like sat on the couch and looked down the hall, like, please don't let that, that 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 creepy child come down the hall again. Like, I don't think I can handle it if it happens. <laughs> like, I was slightly scared of my daughter at that moment. So I put it on Discord, and actually there was quite a few responses, so we thought we'd make it a dad topic. That That's my that's my creepy sleepwalking, and what if I guess? They, my wife says she was having a night terror, is what they call it, um, combined with sleepwalking, so... That was I think that the, the night terror probably came from the interaction. <laughs> I so. gave her the night terror thing. So well, no, it, no, it's, no, it's, you're it's fine. The, it's the, yeah, it's the start. I can remember my brother doing it as a kid. I can remember being sat in the living room um, because like, I'm three years older than my brother, so I was allowed to stay up a little bit longer. And I can remember him like, he came downstairs and this was like way back when um, 
like we get the first family PC. So like this, we had the big PC at the back of the living room and like the, we had a joystick because we'd played a lot of um, like X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. So that's like how oh, yeah. old, yeah. how far this is going back. Um, and he came into the living room and it's like I said, blanks. He, he looked awake. And like mm-hmm. you said, like Ariel looked, looked awake. It's just very blank. And he walked to the back of the living room, sat down at the, the desk chair, like wiggled the joystick around stood up, walked to the kitchen door, spun round, and then walked back upstairs and went back to bed. And it was like, I was like that. I'm like, well, what's going on? But apparently it was quite a common thing for my brother to do at that age. And as like, I've read about it, obviously having kids and stuff, I've not had any of them actually do it, but it, it, it is the waking up part is the scary part, which then they don't understand so they just go like to fight fight off light so yeah and there was a lot of fight well no there was a lot of flight i guess is what it would have been whoa yeah. <laughs> you uh, you ever experienced anything like this tim not the night terrors uh not that i can remember from my two oldest i don't think i've ever seen them uh do anything like that oh the only thing i've seen the closest is just spontaneously waking up and doing something weird Kind of like what I posted in our, you know, as you mentioned, there was quite a few responses. One of mine was just seeing Sammy wake up. He does this. He does. He has ADHD. So I don't know if this has anything to do with that. Um, I mean, obviously your, your kids don't have that kind of thing. At least I don't think they do. But uh, um, from what you guys have said, uh, but he's he's always had some sort of issue with sleeping soundly. So, uh, and so he takes melatonin to help him with that. So there are times when he, he'll just wake up and just kind of sit up and just kind of, you know, kind of like wobble a little bit and look around and I'll hear him every now and then in his room mumble and then lay back down. But this one time he just woke up and came into our room while we were watching something, probably something on Disney Plus, if I remember correctly. And uh, they, uh, he uh, came in there and started. He picked up my jeans that were on a chair, and he looked in there. And and then my wife and I were just trying to figure out what he was doing. And when he picked them up, we asked him like, "What are you doing?" And he answered. He said, "I'm looking for marbles." And we just, we just started dying laughing and it, it woke him up because we were cracking up so loud, you know, and just, mm-hmm. like, he just woke up like, what's going on? And he's, and we're like, nothing, <laughs> just go to bed. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> it just, just stuff like that is like, he'll do things that crack us up, but then he'll lay back down and go back to sleep and, and nothing mm-hmm. like scary or anything like that and, mm-hmm. and i do remember my parents telling me stories of me doing that type of thing too um that were pretty funny to them so yeah it's not shocking like i think i i think they told me one time i woke up pounding on the walls and they said what are you doing and i said i'm popping bubbles <laughs> <laughs> just pounding on the walls so <laughs> yeah i was i was telling my mom about it and she was like yeah i found you once sleeping on the bath mat in the bathroom and i was like oh okay well that's cool all right (laughs) um so for those of you if you like if you haven't dealt with this or just like as an fyi 
you are not supposed to touch the child. This is what uh, this this was like the big thing that my wife was like. This is probably what set her off. Um, so you're not really supposed to touch her. Just your touch your kiddo. Just keep him or her safe. Um, let them kind of run through it and don't force them awake. Um, if they're in a lighted room, don't take them to a dark room, which you said might have been the other thing because she came out to a light room and then I took her back to her room, which has a nightlight, but it was much darker than the room she came from. So uh, just a little FYI. I mean, we try to help out our listeners who are dads or moms or whoever's listening to this uh, if you're going through this. Um, and I obviously made a mistake. So don't make my mistake. Let me help you guys out a little Learn from Nick. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's that a new was... segment. That's a new segment. Learn from Nick. <laughs> yeah, we, could, we, could, we could run quite a few podcasts off of that. Trust me. Um, yeah, that by far at this point was probably one of the freakiest things as a dad that I have uh, that I have gone through because I have legit like I have never and I put this on the, on Discord. I have never heard a person like not my daughter, not a kid, a person scream like she screamed. Like I mean, she, like I mean, it it sounded like I was cutting off a limb or something. I mean, I was like, whoa, couldn't believe it. So it's, it's say that the sleepwalking is something I've never, never actually had to deal with. Um, Emily, when she was little, little, um, she had a lot of issues with her teeth when they were coming through. She wasn't, she didn't do very well with teething. So she didn't sleep great for the whole period that she was having teeth in her head which basically was from six months to two years old. She just like every night there would be an, like an hour of her being up and awake crying because of the teeth and stuff like that, even as she got older. Uh, she could tell me what was wrong, but there was nothing I could do other than to like maybe try and give her pain relief and things like that. Give her a shot of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Logan. Shot of scotch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Logan was a completely different. He brought the mold with kids that just did not sleep um, to the point where it says in the dock it's Logan the Terminator. <laughs> so we, we named Logan after Wolverine because I'm a big fan. Did the Hugh Jackman films for Wolverine. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially the last one I did Logan was kind of like, that's my, uh, yes. I love that. I love that film in black and white, the Logan noir. Um and we kind of like, we both, me and the wife both really like him. So she let me name him after that. I, w- I did want Wade, but she wouldn't quite let me have Wade. After <laughs> reason, so. um, Logan's a good one. That works. Logan's a good one. So from birth, he didn't sleep very well. Um, we put it down to him having colic at a very young age. I think he was born in the November and by December, um, we had a, like, we thought he had colic. Um and that went on for a very long time until he was about two. And then we realized the poor little guy had a milk and sire allergy and we were giving mm-hmm. him basically poisoning him every night with milk. Um, so like for that period of time, he never like from seven o'clock at night till midnight, he'd scream continuously. Um, once we got a handle of the milk and sire thing, it's kind of, we just get the same sort of things where he wakes up looking for things. So like, We'll be asleep, like sound asleep in bed, and he'll just come barging through the back, like the bedroom door, because our bedrooms face each other. And you'll just like the door will fling open and crash into the wall, and he's like, "I can't find my bunnies." <laughs> it's like, okay, 
cool. <laughs> um, you scared the living daylights out of me. So let's, right. let's go back into bed. And like, he's a really restless sleeper. So like he'll have pushed things under his belly and then he kind of like kicks them down to the lower part of the bed and it's all under his duvet. So you like spend 10 minutes trying to find everything and I got to kind of calm him down because I want my bunnies. And he's like, and that's most nights we do have like periods of time where he'll sleep quite soundly, but that's probably the weirdest thing I've, I've had with him is just to, to wake it up. Um, the other, on the other end of things, my eldest Jaya, um, kind of now has Netflix on all night. She'll follow us like, I've just come down this morning to do the podcast walk past the bedroom. And like, I thought there's quite a lot of light coming out and she's crashed in, in the middle of the bed, wrapped up in like her comforters and stuff like that. And just, just like this preview of something constantly playing on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> that would drive me insane. Yeah. So I can't, I can't fall asleep to TV. Yeah. Like some people, it yeah. keeps me awake. But, but yeah, I can, I, I don't know. It's when you started this, when I started reading like the, what, what had happened with Ariel, I was like just picturing this really long corridor, like, like the shining style thing with the twins at the end, <laughs> just like Ariel walking down this really long corridor. And like, I was like, no, that had a creeped the crap out of me. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it didn't until she started to scream. And at that point, I just like, I was like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out, Don. I don't know what to do with this. See you later. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, you know, learn, live and learn. That's what happened there. So learn from Nick. All right, John. Let's see what our peeps have left us on our island's bulletin board. So every time we, we get together for an episode, we put out a question to you guys in the community, in the Discord, uh, Twitter, and I really need to start getting a handle on our Instagram account because I've not done anything really since I <laughs> posted about the Nintendo does doing the game for Guru, but that's due to me trying to handle many different social media streams for many different things at the same time. So I will get better at that. I do apologize. But we did get a couple of responses from Discord. The first one being from Frosticles. Um, kind of a, a question with the celebration of the success of Animal Crossing for the Nintendo. Um, so it's my question. With a huge success of Animal Crossing's New Horizons, has had and is now being a top tier franchise on Nintendo. How do you think they will handle the series going forwards? Um, further questions into that is, do you think there'll be another Amiibo festival disaster or do you now believe that they will give it more respect now it's become so huge? So I didn't play Animal Crossing before this one. So the Amiibo festival, I had nothing to do with. So that's probably your just, for both of you really um, to kind of cover that one but how they'll handle it going forwards I think we'll probably start seeing more big stuff like the Mario update coming I think we'll probably see a lot more integration with other games so like, they did it with Mario Kart they did it with Mario Party to an extent where they brought more Mario characters in because of the enjoyment and then with Smash because Mario is such a big hit, they integrated all the different Nintendo characters into Smash. I think we'll start seeing more integration with other, for 
Nintendo characters. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think we'll definitely see that. This was an interesting conversation, actually. I was listening to the dads have about this, which is like, okay, now that it's then been pumped up to an A-tier game, what are they going to do? And I I don't remember who said it, but somebody was like, well, now you almost have to have this game kind of um, come out with a new console or or you have to, you know, what are you going to have it do? And I thought it's interesting because I think, Nintendo is going to be in that tough spot that um, left my brain. Uh, who who develops Pokemon? Uh, oh, I can't think of the Game developer. Freak. Yeah, Game Freak. Game Freak. That Game Freak is in with Pokemon, which is, you know, oh, you're gonna have you're gonna have those two sets of fans, and you're never gonna probably please them both. Now you're gonna have those diehards before New Horizons. And you're going to have all these people now. And I think that's, I think they're going to be in a tough spot with how do you, how do you move forward with another iteration in so many years? And it's not going to, I hope at least it's not going to be for a while. I mean, Animal Crossing does best when it's, when it's given, you know, five or so years in between each iteration. Um, So, but it is a good question. Are they going to milk it? For everything it's worth, which would be the 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 business side of things to do right now, um, or are they going to give it some respect and uh, kind of treat it with a little bit more um, reverence than than just a cash cow? Yeah. What do you think, Tim? Uh, I think that it's actually them spinning off other games is giving it respect. So they were trying to do that with New Leaf, right? With the Happy Home Designer and stuff like that. And I know they had the Amiibo Festival. And um, and not a lot of people were happy with that, obviously. But you got to remember that they're going to try things, right? They're always, Nintendo's always trying things. They're always letting their developers do things. So somebody was probably like, hey, we need to have a game out for the Wii U, right? This came out for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... They put they probably threw together some stuff and tried to make it a, a, um, an amiibo thing too. So and it just didn't work out. But I have all of them. I think unless I'm missing one. But uh, I have all the uh, Animal Crossing amiibos because mm-hmm. I thought they were cool. Mm-hmm. And um, my kids they were really young and enjoyed Animal uh, Crossing or Amiibo Festival. Excuse me with the Animal Crossing ones. So. Uh, it was done quickly, though. They were through with it very quickly, obviously, because right. it wasn't a very long-lasting game, but they, they enjoyed it for the minimum time they had it. But I look at it like this. Yes, I agree. They're not going to come out with another Animal Crossing game for a long time, not till mid through the cycle of the, the next Switch, if that comes out or whatever. But I think they will come out with spinoffs and probably a Happy Home Designer 2 or other types of games that will incorporate Animal Crossing some way, somehow, or, and, or I should say, because I think they'll do with it all of these things. And I think they'll also even come out with a new, new leaf type update where it's just such a big impact mm-hmm. that it uh, will, that it will bring people back in possibly, you know, especially if there is a big, long 
wait for the next game. Yeah. You're talking like that three year update they did where Harv got introduced and all that into New Leaf. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I I don't think it'll be a separate game. I think the, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of companies now have like, so in this instance, we've got Animal Crossing New Horizons. That's your cat. And then it's a lot of digital add ons. So, um, DLC definitely, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only, the only two games that I can really reference it to because I've seen it happen is like Call of Duty Warzone because they keep adding seasons to that. So the map stays the same, but something in the map will change. So, like at one point, they opened up a stadium. Um, this time they've added a like, they keep adding secret bunkers that you can find, which then, you know, there's different items and Intel stuff, but Grand Theft Auto, that's another one with the, like the keep adding bits to yeah. the map. Online. It just keeps going. It does. Yeah. Um, I mean, they've just done a completely new renovation with that now where there's a new Island that you can visit to do different heights and stuff. So for me, the, they need to sit back and look at what the community really enjoy doing with the game, which from the Facebook communities that I'm part of, our community that I'm part of, a lot of people like the, our Discord community likes the the diehard style stuff where the characters like Brewster, Captain, um, and stuff like that, they need to bring those back. And they need to do it in a way that it's not all done at once and it's done well enough that people can enjoy those characters coming back. So that's one angle I think they need to work. Now they know it's such a, a great success, they need to kind of slowly keep that going without either killing it too quick or doing it wrong. Because the, the, there is aspects of Animal Crossing that they have done wrong. So the Easter egg on last year and stuff like that, the, the timing of things wasn't great. Um, the other aspect of it is, from the Facebook communities that I'm part of is people want more items. They want more customization for things. So that's where I think the happy home designer might come in, that we might get an aspect of of that. We've got that like we've we've got the Happy Home Academy rating, but then having newer items are variations of items that you can now get and ways of customizing them. I think they need to do stuff like that because that's the other thing that this game has given people the ability to make really nice designs with things that they need to really now start playing on that aspect of things. So like Nick really, really wants more slots for designs so you can have more variation. So they need to maybe have that as a paid DLC because then are an option that you can have because there's some people that might not want those design slots. So it doesn't really affect everybody that if they brought that out as a, as a bit of DLC that one person could have like a hundred new extra design slots and somebody else doesn't, that doesn't affect the multiplayer aspect of visiting somebody's Island and having limited style items and stuff like that. So they need to do things like that as well. That reminds me, I think that was one of the things that one of you guys said about, uh, updating the uh construction part or what do they call it the the um the um ability to terraforming yeah Yeah. where uh, if they updated that and somebody said well how would they do that and i thought of like um 
adding more pathways type of things, more silos. I know you can do your own, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, you it's can, because you can you can sweep them away with your foot. Yep. Which I've done multiple times, and it irritates the heck out of me. But <laughs> yes. but more more uh, pathways either you designed and it sticks like the real pathways or more that you could get part of a DLC for, or that they upgrade the whole uh, terraforming part for. So it's not, not just, was it two rows of five different things mm -hmm. yeah. where you actually maybe get two more rows of more styles to work with on top of the customization. And with that, you know, more spaces, and especially if you're going to create more pathways of your own, give it the ability to stick just like the real pathways, so that you don't sweep them away. So, um, so with with your own design pathways, if you go through the island design toolkit, um, hit the plus button, you can use your own designs, Kai. Mm -hmm. That way, if you yeah. paint them down that way, you can't kick them up. I believe. No, you still can. Oh, okay. Yeah, Fair no, enough. it's 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 <laughs> yeah, no, because I put down most of the most of my uh, <clears throat> excuse me, my paper Mario paths that way on my paper on my Toad Town area. Um, but yeah, I kick them up all the time, and then I gotta go. I spend like I don't know, probably every other week, I take like one of my play sessions and just replace paths that I have that I've kicked up. So yep. Yeah, so I, I think there are ways of doing that, and plus maybe even different ways of terraforming as well could be added because you only have two different ways. You're either going down or you're going up, or you're adding water or you're, or you're adding land. Yeah. So there are probably some other things that could be done there too. Uh, curved, curved edges. I want yep. curved edges. <laughs> yes. Or the even the ability to uh, make... Um, like your own going underground, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I want land bridges. Land bridges, yeah. Yeah, so, so that I can go under a bridge on the first level and have it have have a cross on the on the top. Right. That would be that would be great. Yes. Yeah. yeah there's there's um, lots of stuff they can do. Yeah, which that then brings me on to solo something left as a bit of a something saying my comment is that I fear that the developers did not anticipate the game becoming a pillar of the Nintendo round. So everything that we've just been saying there, I think if they didn't anticipate that, they're, they're like trying to play catch up all the time. So, um, and as such had a lifespan events predetermined. So that then brings us to the, like we've been saying, are we going to see basically just a repeat of everything that we saw in this year just gone? Are we going to see that again? Or are they going to have new, things with different items and stuff like that. Um, with the success and um, pop culture roots it has spawned, I hope developers apply the same culture to the game and change up events so it's not the same carbon copy each year, even with a paid DLC. Otherwise, you could see players moving away by summer 2021, which I think we've said in the, we've said in the past that, like, is the Easter event going to be the same event as it was last year? Are we going to see the same items? which if it is the case, that really is going to push people away. Well, I believe if I remember correctly, they did say this was going to be a two-year supported game. So if their plan was to support it for two years, I would think with that, it would not repeat. We may yeah. see the characters again, like the Easter character and all that kind of stuff. But 
approached differently each time. At least yeah. new furniture. Even if you do the same mechanic, at least new furniture. Otherwise, yeah, I think, I mean, I won't have anything to do on Easter. I got it all the first time. So it's like, so uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be, I don't know. Let's take, let's take, what do we think? So Tim says, so Tim, you think it's going to be different events next year or different in some way, not different events, but. Right. It's going to, yeah. I think we'll still get the seasonal things that we like the cherry blossom thing is going to be the first thing we actually hit before Easter. That's true. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we're still going to see the, those petals flying around yeah. again, but there'll probably be added items. Like you said, Nick, about, you know, new things to maybe uh, to, to create from it. Yeah. Um, I think you'll, you'll have the, the abilities there that if for things that you missed last year, to get right. those but yes i think they should add extra items as well for those Correct. people that did get everything there's something new to do yes because i did i did miss out on a lot of cherry blossom stuff because i i really did i did know animal crossing well enough to know that it was going to disappear i just took it for yeah. granted and took my time cool. with it and i was like oh it's gone crap i, I missed exactly all kinds of stuff the same. <laughs> so i missed a lot in the first few months because I was that busy trying to just play the game and do things I didn't realize that it was a time constraint type thing. Yeah. There is a lot that I missed. And I actually, I missed a lot of the cherry blossom. I missed probably half of the cherry blossom stuff because I assumed, we all know we shouldn't do that, but I assumed that as much as I was playing, just running into, I wasn't balloon hunting. I was just kind of playing the game. And I was like, well, as much as I'm playing, I mean, I was in quarantine. I was playing the time. Yeah. Um, as much as I'm playing, I'll get all these cherry blossom balloon DIYs, but I, I still didn't because I wasn't balloon hunting them. I was just playing the game and I'd shoot down a balloon when I found it. Yep. So, yeah, I missed I, I missed a few of those, more than a few of those, actually. So, yeah. So, so Tim thinks it'll be there will be something different towards the events. Do you think there will be something different, Sean? you think the events will be um, different or the same? I think the they need to make them different. So I'm kind of, well, we always say Nintendo need to make them different. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping that they'll take that on board and do something different. Me too. All right. Well, let's go on to the gaming topic and see what we got there. Alright folks, we are back with the gaming topic of this week, which is sales numbers. Nintendo's sales numbers, they came out and uh well they're really freaking good. That's the answer. That's that's like the the high-level cliff notes of what we got in the gaming topic. Like Nintendo is selling a lot of stuff, but is it as good as it really looks? So let's chat about um about some hardware sales and about what we're doing. So in uh, the the total number of Switch sales in 2020 was 16.77 million units sold. That's the oh, that's the uh, I don't say OG that because there is two iterations of the but that's the that's the non-Switch Lite ones. Yeah, that's the the dockable Switch. Dockable Switch. There's a good way to say. It. I was gonna say OG, but I was like, well, there's another version of it, and so now I don't know how to say it. Um, and they sold. I think that 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 covers like all your specials as well. So the Animal Crossing, Pokemon, 
Um, what was there any of the other big specials? So yeah, that when I say mm-hmm. dockable, that that covers all of those. So yeah, all the themed ones and all that. All my my beautiful Animal Crossing Switch that I love so much. Um, and then they sold seven point three three million uh, Switch lights in twenty twenty. I'm you know I'm actually surprised that that I mean that's a good number, but I'm actually surprised it's not a little bit more than that. That they're not closer. I guess is what I'm trying. To they say. were hard to come by. Yeah, there's that. So there weren't many. I know, like over in the UK, they they there was a lot of supply shortage for switch lights. So whether or not it was the same everywhere. Yeah, it was. It was around me at least. I mean, they weren't. They weren't. You couldn't find them super. You couldn't find them everywhere, especially right at the beginning of the quarantine time. Um, you can find them now if you really look. Um, I will, I will say that my son, we're not buying another switch light, but my son is going to be gifted my switch light. Cause I never played anymore. It's basically his anyway. So, um, we're, we're getting him a, uh, a copy of Splatoon and, uh, we're going to, we're going to make uh, my switch light his. So, and I do know a friend of mine that got a switch light, uh, just recently too. So, so they are definitely selling for sure. Um, so, so Sean, you have done some math for us here. Uh, total sales in 2020, uh, a lot. I don't even know what that number is, quite frankly. That's that's a lot. That's. Um, so I think total sales. I think that's to date. I don't think it's. Um, yeah, it's not 2020. It's, yeah. So yeah, the total sales in US dollars to date is thirteen thousand three hundred and seventeen point two four billion. Which is that, that's in USD. That's in USD. If you want that in Japanese yen, it is one point four million. One point four million billion Japanese yen. <laughs> billion billion. <laughs> that's so like it's a six six figure number billion, which is a lot. It's a lot of money. So that's they like a Scrooge McDuck swimming it kind of stuff right there. I mean. Yeah, definitely. Um so, so, I mean, it's a lot of money. If you want to break it down, the, their operating income, which I believe is all their overheads and everything like that, was 4,941.19 million. So the net profit that Nintendo may have made for total sales in the USD, in US dollars is $3,571.5 million in net profit. That is a lot of money for a company to make. Their stocks, their shareholders, and anybody on the board for Nintendo must be just rubbing their hands together like this. How can they? They need to keep that traction going. The Switch brought Nintendo alive again, and they need to, there needs to be something in R and D at the moment that they're like, like, what can we do now? We, you know, we need to do something because they need. Well, to, it's, how old's the Switch this year? Is it? Five, four or five, four, four, years, four old. years old. So yeah, four, four years, years old, old. Tim says. With... Yeah, four years. So March. we're coming. Yeah, we're coming around to. They need to do something now to then keep. Like June this year, there needs to be an announcement of some description of something big coming from them again to keep that traction. Well, we all think that. Do we all think there's a pro? I know I do. I think Super Switch. Said, yeah, the Super, Super Switch, Switch, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I'm gonna Super go with Switch that name, Doc. On it. Yeah, Switch, Switch Second. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Super um, Nintendo Switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A snooze deluxe. Yes. Um, <laughs> A snooze deluxe. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I think I think that'll be their thing. 
man, I don't know. When you got something this hot, like you just you're gonna iPhone model it. That's what I think you do. But that's another conversation, probably. But um, that's. that's what I <laughs> that was my original. That was one of my predictions from one of those years before but mm-hmm. actually it might have been last year i thought they were only going to upgrade the center the the tablet mm-hmm. and uh then you could just slide on the new, your joy cons or whatever yeah and that was it even though we all would hope they would come out some newer more stable joy cons yes. but yeah uh, uh but still you could use your old ones on the new mm-hmm. tablet and then you could put on new ones uh all the same accessories would work essentially so that's the way i just thought it would be you know and then that way all you had to do is you still have the same size housing but you just make the screen bigger better innards you know for like Mm -hmm. wi-fi and maybe add bluetooth and you're all good battery yeah i guess everything everything we covered last time when we were yeah 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 we didn't go over that let's see but yeah i mean that's originally that's what i was thinking was like it would have been a lot quicker though not not mm-hmm. you know we're going on four years i yeah. thought it would have been every couple of years that would they would have had a reiteration although you could count the one they did with the battery upgrade and they did update the chip so mm-hmm. yeah i mean and that did really help i mean i it, you know and i got my when i got my i had the og until uh until the animal crossing one came out and man, when I got that one, I noticed a big difference. Um, it let me play a lot longer, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. It was a good. It's one thing I've started to notice with mine. And I noticed it again this morning is I took it off the, took it off the charging dock as I came down for us to start the podcast, loaded animal crossing up, um, left it there for, I was making a coffee and stuff and came back to it and it was already at 80%. So and it's you hot have, too when it comes off that dock. Yeah. yeah. So I've, it, it's starting to uh, starting to show its age at five years old. So which isn't done bad really. Now a mobile product like that with a mobile battery, basically, because a lithium battery that's lasting the way it's it's doing pretty well. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So when we move into games, um, looking at looking at just. Thing. I'm trying to see. I mean, everything sold a lot, quite frankly. Animal Crossing, uh, 31 million since its release. Uh, hasn't beat out Mario Kart 8 Deluxe yet, which is at 33.4 million units. Yeah, but 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 go ahead. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you do Mario, the but. Mario Kart 8 came out with the console. Yeah, it was a Animal Crossing is a year old, nearly not even a year old. Right, so, especially with these numbers, not even a year old. Yeah, it's sold almost in its Mario Kart 8 in its lifetime is almost, you know, isn't doing as well as Animal Crossing's done in the last 12 months. Right, yeah, for sure. I think we're talking about the figures quite well because that and all the things that we've hit on in, the, in this podcast is that it has been a huge success and that number there the 3.31.18 million copies of the game sold and it's yeah it's huge yeah. it's crazy and it's just like with ring fit adventure too that was the other thing i wanted to mention um when i was listening to the numbers from from the dads it's just like nintendo just like walked into like a treasure chest of money right with 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 um with covid and I, i'm not saying covid's a good thing but like 
they they released this this in-home gym basically right before not right before but i don't know what was it did they re- it was september of 2019 or something like that mm-hmm. i want to say yeah so so like a half a year before before covid and then and then they released this other game that's all about zen literally i don't know about anybody else but it dropped on friday i was in quarantine that next monday or Tuesday, technically. Yep. Um, same here. I mean, I was gonna say I know Tim was the same. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I just it's just crazy how they dropped these things and then this just this just happened. There's no way that Ring Fit sells 8.68 million units without uh, without a pandemic, which makes us yeah. not be able to exercise. And it's not like they're falling asleep on that either. Um, Brie Larson, or as all those fans of Marvel know her as uh, Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, she's now working with Nintendo. If I follow her on Instagram, and she was a big fan of Animal Crossing from the start. Because yep. like, oh, yeah, yep. like a fool kept trying to message her and be like, "Hey, do you want to come and like talk to?" Hey, we tried. <laughs> we, we tried. We um, we asked but, her to come on. She she didn't respond. You know. Yeah, she's now she's now doing things with Ring Fit. She's doing adverts and stuff like that for the Ring Fit. So they they aren't sleeping on that either. They are still working on it. I mean, they are quite. I mean, well, I mean probably. It also helps that Ring Fit actually does something. <laughs> it's not yeah, just definitely. a game. You know, you actually mm-hmm. gets a work. You actually get a workout out of it. So uh, yeah, I I've I've got it and I used it. Um, when I started to get back into running to try and build some base fitness back up. And after half an hour, I was like, pass me a towel. I am yeah. wet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it uh, it kicks your butt. I, I got burnt out on it on the monthly mayhem uh, fighting John for number one. Uh, yeah, that would do it. Was that January? I think it was of last year. Man, <laughs> I was just like, I played that game for way too way too much those those mini games trying to beat him out on that so uh but yeah i have it and i do i do really like it and it seriously is a workout uh mario kart home circuit at one million uh that's a that's yeah. a decent number but i i wonder if that is a little bit less than what they were hoping for on that uh on that particular deal for a hundred bucks you know usd that's true yeah that's mm-hmm. still pretty good it has million units for 100 bucks and mm-hmm. and what for what it does it's yep. an ar gaming system essentially to add it to your switch yeah and so, it's niche right like i mean yeah. sean would have one if he could right definitely if i could if we had the space for it then yes i think um the, your average uk home is not big enough to well, to have something like that and actually be able to walk around in your house without tripping up over them. So, but yeah. I'm in the same boat actually, Sean, but we, we got one because of, because I live in a condo and those are, you know, pretty small too. Um, Not sure about square feet compared to what you got, but uh, um, we got ours, we got my son, the um, Mario Kart thing thinking that he could take it to his grandfather's and also to, we have a community center in our association. Yeah. So we could use that. In fact, I, that's where I filmed the Nintendo dad's uh, first look at it, you know, or <laughs> that we did on it. And it was funny because my son actually saw that video and he was like, is that you? It's like, 
Yeah, he's like, where is that? Where's that Mario Kart? Because that was his Christmas gift. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I, I had this. I just had to do a quick review, and then and then I was done with it. <laughs> and he, and he, he bought it. So he was nice. like, good job. We're sell it. <laughs> he was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, I guess it was just like he wanted it. And we told him there wasn't much space. We actually made space in the kitchen for him. But, anyways, mm-hmm. we didn't, we did figure it out. And it's not played with as much right now, probably because it's cold and we're not going to walk over to the community center. But, uh, yeah, eventually I'm sure we'll get back, we'll get it back out again. Yeah, I really want to break it out in a gym. Like I've I've been wanting to do that. Like take it to our church or something. We have a we have a, a decent sized gym there, and and let it really roam, and uh, have some fun with it there. Uh, we we have a decent size, um, like we have a long hallway where the bedrooms are, which leads straight into a kitchen where there's no obstruction, which leads right into the other other hallway, which takes us to the front door. So there is this long, and it's all hardwood. Uh, or like hard surface, not a hardwood, but a hard surface. And, um, and so that's a decent bit of space that you can run it in. And so uh, we do, we do enjoy that, but I do fall in the same trap of like, well, it doesn't get played that much. Like I was going to buy a second one, but I was like, no, this is not worth the, this is not worth the time to buy. Two. Same here, but then yeah. the same, the, second, the adult yeah. mind came in and said, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is not worth it. So, but then, um, if you bought a second one, would would it not be tempting then? Because you could use one, Noah could use the other, and there'd be that aspect of being able to race. What are you trying to get me to spend a hundred dollars here, Sean? Is that what you're trying? No, to no, no, no. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> it, it's just... one of those where, yeah. I think if we had one and we had to share it all the time, it wouldn't get played with as much because it'd just be impossible to try and coax Logan into sharing. So. That is true. Like there is a possibility if we bought a second one, it might get played with more than just having the one. Um, but not enough to, in my mind to, to spend another hundred dollars. Yeah. So, so the numbers on the hardware look good, but the one thing that I thought of and uh, what, how many months ago Tim thought of before me um, was that, well, even though the hardware sales are through the roof at 79.87 million units. Um, That doesn't take into account now that Nintendo is no longer a diversified hardware company. Like this is their thing. They have this switch, just like Xbox has a console and PlayStation has, well, they used to have the Vita, but now they just have their PS5. Now Nintendo just has the Switch. They don't have a 3DS. They don't have the DS to go along with their console. And what does that do to them? And how does that inflate the Switch's numbers to if this would, if they didn't have it? And so that was a, that was, that was a conversation the dads didn't have that I was like, I just feel like there's something there that needs to be chatted about. Or at because least I, I wasn't on the, about. That wasn't because I wasn't on the show this past week. So, <laughs> well, yeah, where were you? Got to keep you. Got to keep these dads in line. You know, that's why you're here. Got to keep right. the Discord running and keep the dads in line. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, I mean, like you said, they are they are great over a four year period to hit nearly eighty million units. Which, when you look at the like the stuff that Tim's stuck in there for us with the Wii U and the 3DS their lifetime sale of 90 million 
which uh, a lot of that was probably propped up by the 3ds because the wii u was the wii u <laughs> yeah the wii u was 13 million if i if i remember correctly yeah. Yeah, um, there, it was yeah, a thirteen point five million for the hardware on the Wii U and seventy five point yeah. eight million for the three DS. Mm-hmm. And then you look at like the numbers for the Wii and the DS, which the Wii <laughs> was the Wii was that generation's Switch. It was nuts. I, I mean, I remember buying a Wii on day of release and then selling it towards Christmas time for three times as much as I paid for it um, because it was like rocking horse poop to try and get hold of for yes. Christmas. Um, and then they had the, like, the, the Wii Fit, which at the time nobody had really got this idea that you there was a home gym accessory kit and all the mini games that you could play with all like this, the uh, Wii Sports and stuff. So I think Nintendo had this really good thing of bringing something out that's really interactive for all the family you don't have to be a gamer to really get it you, you can be like i know my mum and dad played the weed sports and they enjoyed it and it's kind of mm-hmm. like it became a family fun type thing so nintendo was really good they hit the nail on the head with the diversity of the consoles which is what i think the switch has done the switch is a really diverse console it's like us as all the gamers who really enjoy the old school Nintendo stuff and Nintendo as a franchise is kind of one of them things that it's always going to be in our hearts as well as the younger end of spectrum. So like uh, my youngest daughter, Emily, she really enjoys playing on the switch. Um, she enjoys the game she likes the ease of some of the games as well as the combined difficulty. So she's really into Zelda at the moment and you know, she's just starting to try and take on her first Divine Beast, um, which 12 months ago, she was just content trying to catch a horse and ride a horse. Cause so, like, the game was, the game's kind of expanded for her now. Um, That's awesome. She, it's, it has, the Nintendo has that ability. So I think for four years to be 80 million units for a standalone console, we've not been supported by a, a DS or a, mobile because it is mobile not having to have that support from a second mm-hmm. console in the sales it is doing very well i don't think they need to do anything else i think the switch is kind of doing it for them and it will continue to do it for them and like i say with the um bringing out an updated version i think anybody that bought the original switch like me when an updated version comes out they will probably spend the money on that because People do it with the Xbox, the Xbox One, the Xbox One S, One X, and then they went into the Series S and Series X. Mm-hmm. It sold like hotcakes. Everybody went, it was an upgraded piece of equipment, which everybody knows is brilliant, and then will continue to want it. So I reckon if they did, uh, we missed E3 last year. There was, because obviously of COVID, um, the potential of us missing it this year but they've had 12 months to try and figure out a, a streaming way of trying to release that so that everybody could still see everything um, and be part of it. I reckon this year, and that could be my prediction, this year we're definitely going to see some kind of improved Switch being released or showcased. It's been at least, I think, over a year and a half now since we had a real Nintendo, like a serious Nintendo Direct. So, yeah. 
it's coming. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. when and how, I don't know. Yeah, they're making money. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, we see that by their profit. Um, and as long as they keep the switch rolling, they'll they'll be great. Uh, I wonder, though, if in the back, and this is what I posted on Discord, I'd be happy to swim in my money. But if I'm an executive at Nintendo, I'm a little nervous about what happens if we ever have a Wii U scenario again. You know, if the Switch goes to a point to where they're like, all right, we need to do something new, and whatever they do new is not Switch successful, they don't have the 3DS to lean on at this point. Not that they couldn't resurrect it or do something like that, but at the moment, they wouldn't have that to lean on. So I guess that's uh, that's my point. What, do you, what, what were your thoughts on what you posted, Tim? Uh, it's just in regards to the numbers, it's yeah, basically yeah. Uh, just trying to make people realize that they don't have the two hardware pillar anymore, right? Mm-hmm. They Their pillar has changed to where it's, they have one piece of hardware to concentrate on, and then there are other parts of their business as their pillars, like the, the theme parks, the mm-hmm. uh, IP, all that kind of stuff, just totally focusing on those as pillars along with and they even have toys right so uh and then the and then this the hardware sales but uh but keeping in mind that the switch is a single device rather than their two device pillars where like we talked about the wii u and the 3ds close to 90 million units over their lifespan to get together or the wii plus the ds at 255 million uh, units, you know, with uh, together with their lifespan. Now I know that's you know they were there. That was over what you said, maybe six and a half years, yeah, right? Six, kind of merging them together. It's around right. six and a half years, yeah. So for the Wii and the DS, and that would be the largest of them. And and I didn't, I did look at at the time. I did look at the you know like GameCube and Game Boy Advance and all that kind of stuff, and I just decided to skip that because that I. The numbers were more significant with the Wii, U, the Wii and the DS, and the Wii U and the 3DS, mm-hmm. and being able to see, okay, instead of just looking at the single, because the Switch is a hybrid device, it is a home console and it is mobile. So looking at that being hybrid, I would think we should be looking at, and like you were saying, Nick, this week, we should be looking at the numbers for the two devices that were out previously and comparing that to the switch instead of just saying, Hey, it's going to beat the Wii U or Hey, it's going to be 3ds. Well, it's getting close to the Wii U plus the 3ds to, you know, the mobile and the home console when they were separate now being together, it's going to start beating that together, which I think is a big significant hit there, you know, or big, you know, big accomplishment once they reach that. The bigger one, obviously, that's going to be harder to reach is the Wii plus DS, being close to 260 million Yeah, units. that would be pretty crazy. So, but, and then the software numbers as well, combining those, you know, mm-hmm. again, I don't think they're going to be able to reach the Wii plus DS. They're only, they're not even halfway there, which was yeah. software but, sales was 532 for the Switch million units mm-hmm. compared to the Wii and the DS, which was 1,870 million units. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> they, but they did beat the Wii U and 3DS combination, mm-hmm. which was 486. So, I mean, the, the thing with the Wii and the DS is the, the, the DS for it to be a family type thing. Everybody in the household kind of needs to have to, to play together. Everybody kind of needed to have a DS. So, I know for a fact that if they try and put the kids at a better age. So if Jaya was, if sorry, if Emily was like nine and Logan was four, and the DS had just launched, I know that I'd probably get one of them for both, like one each. Yes. Where the Switch is kind of like, oh, you could buy a Switch with a second set of Joy Cons, and everybody can play together. Yeah. And it's kind of like it becomes family orientated so you don't need to sell as many units because you know, you know what still... would be sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no go okay uh you know what would be interesting to see and i'll maybe see if i can find this is what their profit margin looked like through that time were they yeah. um i i don't you know and i don't i don't know um, maybe the DS was less profitable than selling the Switch the way it is. I'm not certain how that worked out. I, I wouldn't know. But uh, that would be telling too. And if if their profit margin looks close to the same, that would explain why Nintendo's like, you know what, we're doing we're doing just fine. You know, we're selling we're selling one one. We only have to deal with uh, the supply and demand of one hardware, and our and our profit margin is is even if it was close to the same would be. I'm sure they would be just fine with. Um, there's a lot less headache with only one hardware, but there is always that thing, like you know, we're saying, well, the the Wii U and the 3DS is 89 million units. Well, you know, when you when you break it down, well, the Wii U, we all know, didn't didn't pull any of those. So if they get back in that scenario, that'll be a tough spot for them. I mean, it's kind of like something what the Xbox dealt with with um, the Xbox with their last iteration. Hopefully, they can they can kind of pull out of that in this one where they that just it didn't i would say it floundered i don't i don't know if people would agree with me but it seemed like that that uh that console didn't do great um but microsoft that's just one aspect of their overall business so having having the xbox flounder they can they can kind of float that with all of their other with all of their other businesses that they do i mean i've just just worked out very quickly that so the software sales for units uh, like eighteen hundred and seventy for the Wii and DS. That means that for the average console that they sold, or average piece of a, a tech that they sold, that there was seven point three games, or seven games on average bought per console. So the Switch is almost there at six and a half mm-hmm. games. So six games per console is is that because the of the indie games are because yeah yeah you've got yeah. variants of people playing the same console so like right. you have people that have bought zelda because they want to play zelda but then you've also got like mario party for family friendly or um like this generation's nintendo dogs for the younger ones and stuff like that it's it nintendo pets now i think i can't remember the name of the game but yeah to get this instead of like just buying like your son or daughter uh, DS, then buying them like Nintendo Dogs and stuff like that. It's you having to buy all the different games. So I think that helps Nintendo in that sense as well. That they're pushing mm-hmm. so much variance of software for the hardware. Yeah, 
And that, you know, and that makes sense too, going back to what you said, because instead of buying one for the family, so you, you know, you're buying one for your daughter and all she wants to play is Animal Crossing. You're buying one for the family and you're putting all the games and it's not working out like that entirely. Cause you got, you know, like we're a two switch family. Um, but, but that main switch has all these games on it. Right. Um, and so, because it's, it's, you can, you can have, it can support multiple people playing it. Um, not unlike the DS, but much easier than, than the DS or 3DS. Could. Yep. Very quickly talking about games. It's the, um... Look how well nostalgia sells for Nintendo with Super Mario 3D All-Star selling 8.32 million units. Yes. <laughs> Over Paper Mario, which was a game that had a lot of hype leading up to it, but only selling 3 million units. Yeah. It was, they, they did that vault thing, though, too, with, the, with, uh, um, with Super Mario 3D All-Stars, though, right? Didn't they say that was going to go away? Yep. Yeah. And a March. Yeah, it was a... Yeah get it now or it's gone forever so we got even, it now even still i wonder because it's mario right i wonder how well we're gonna see uh 3d world as well when that yeah. comes out what the numbers are gonna be like for that bowser's fury yes uh, i mean yeah it's interesting it's this next year it'll be depending on what gets announced later on in the year could swing either way couldn't it so you've got all the metroid fans that are dying for some kind of metroid news and i don't know any metroid second. fans <laughs> me neither Wait, what is this roid thing you're talking about it sounds painful <laughs> uh, and then we've got the second we've got breath of the wild 2 or whatever they're gonna give that name so and then the rumors of ocarina time or majora's mask that if they did that, I reckon they're going to see a good spike in sales again for either consoles or games. So there's a lot they can do. Nintendo are really clever. They'll they'll have a plan. So I can imagine that Reggie sat there waiting with some kind of Mario game to chuck out at people. Sure, something to accompany the opening of the of a Super Nintendo, like the actual theme parks and stuff like that, we might see. Mm, that would be cool. A celebration style game coming out for those. All right. We ready to wrap this oh. thing up, Sean? I am, yes. It's just started really snowing again here. So I've just been admiring the snow while we were talking because <laughs> you know, daylight has fully broken. I will take you to the. It's. <laughs> Aww. Well, Snow in the here. UK. Yeah. yeah. So, Dad Crossing is part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. And thank you, Tim, for joining us today from the Nintendo Dads. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Anytime. You can find new Nintendo Dads content wherever podcasts are found. If you have any questions or comments for me or Nick, you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram. Everything is at Dad Crossing. Um, we want to give the Nintendo Dads a big thanks as always. Um, for, so, for the chance, like we've discussed, we in one of the in between one of the segments. Um, if you do want to come and join us on here, we don't bite. If you ask us, we will always make time for anybody. So That's right. always do give us a shout. We do love having a guest come on. So yeah, so I will roll it out from me, from Nick and Tim. 
We hope your village is snowy and your villagers are happy. Now we'll go back. <laughs>